Hey there, bad girl, looking for something else. Hey there, bad boy, looking for something else. Come into the lounge, come into the wiki, come and stick around, come and tell it to me, Bobcast. Come in the Bobcast. Bobcast. Come in the Bobcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the Aqua Blue Lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Super stoked to have tonight's guest back. Excuse me, tonight's guest back. He's going to be the last guest of the two hunters. This is episode two ninety nine, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. So that you know, it's a big honor to have you know like that number. You're number ninety nine, and you know that only happens once in a millennia. And uh, tonight's guest, he came on a few months ago. We did a bunch of shows during the the quarantine uh, months of our lives. He's back now to promote a live album, which I'm intrigued to learn more about. And with that being said, let's welcome to the Bobcast, Mr. John Gilbride. How are you, sir? Hey, buddy. I'm good. It's the turn of the century. It is, man. So this live live album thing, right? Yeah. What's your favorite live album? Like, <laughs> it's hard not to say Stop Making Sense. It's just, um, it's everything. Talking Heads. Um, I feel like... I feel like it gives me everything I want. It's um, it's David Byrne's sort of genius. It's theatrical. It's deliberate. It's it's uh, it, it holds up. It's something that uh, I think it was '84 or something like that that it was shot. And it's just I I watched it at the beginning of quarantine with Josh Steingard, who you know, and Casey and Emily Drinker. We all got together early on in quarantine. And Josh is like, wait, you guys haven't seen Stop Making Sense? I go, no, it never like made sense to me, pardon the pun. I, I never really, I liked the talking heads, but I didn't like worship them. But as my music progressed and as my taste changed, I started listening to a lot more talking heads and really started to, you know, get it, you know. And so Stop Making Sense is probably, probably my favorite. Um, yeah, it's got to be gotta be number one I, you know it's it's funny you touched upon something there it's like sometimes like your brain or like your soul isn't ready to like uh fully appreciate something i had something very similar with freddie mercury and queen where mm. you know when you know bohemian rhapsody was out with wayne's world i thought it was cute but i didn't understand who they were and then when i got older i was like oh my god freddie mercury was like a king you know isn't it weird how sometimes at least in my <laughs> in my history with my friends <laughs> You would always get shit on for that. Like, oh, yeah, you don't like them, bro? What, you don't know who Stone Temple Pilots is? Like, you'd always be yep. like, dude, can I Moody just Bo- discover this shit on my own? Why is Moody that Blues, man. You're not in the Moody Blues? Like, you know? Um, yeah, right, yeah. I, I, what, you've I, never heard the Velvet Underground? Yeah. You're gonna die. You know I, what I mean? Like, so 100%, 100%. I mean, the same thing with, like, I don't know. I'm sort of... I've never been that person to like shame somebody if they, if they like haven't seen Pulp Fiction. I'm more the kind of guy that'll go... 
awesome. I'm so happy for you. Like yeah, tonight's I'm gonna, your best night ever. Why don't you, know? you come over and I will watch it with you because I've seen it 80 times. You know, like it's it's good to expose people to new things. I'm learning new music and new movies and new everything all the time. It's you should be welcome. You should welcome people who are trying on you know new shoes. You know what I mean? I feel like people don't uh, sometimes in society. Like I, I, that's how I live my life. I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna be today. You know? Yeah. I might just go take electrician class and sign up with Pico for the rest of the summer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't want to define my life that way. And I never have. I mean, I've dipped in and out of professions. And a lot of times people, you know, they, they give you shit for it. And it's like, no, like that's, if you only have one life that you're consciously aware of, why not just try to like have as much fun as possible? I was listening yes. to a show today, a podcast today where, and they were talking about like the, the vast differences between, you know, us here in our society versus, you know, over in Europe where, you know, um, the guys who make like the Ferrari cars, like take three hour lunch breaks, you know, like yeah. eat pasta, take a nap and then like go back to work. You know, like, it's like, we have such a, um, we have like this, like, a, like un like spoken agreement that we should always be busy and like strident towards, you know, like doing the same thing that everybody else is. It's, um, wow. Well, there's a lot there. It, it, a, a lot of this topic has shaped my life in the past like five to seven years in that it takes a while for some people to come around to that and it's like we touched on this i think last time we spoke but it's very easy and to your point in this society in our culture and in, in, in the Amer- north american culture anyway um to 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 fall victim to and succumb to the rigors and the structure and the paths and the you know the confirmation that is I'm not talking about nine to five. I'm talking about a general idea for what your life is supposed to be like. Your life expectancy, yeah. And and if you want to bring it back to music, there's a time when I would, if you were to tell me who I liked and what I sounded like, I'd be like, oh, singer, songwriter, folk, head in the heart, you know, maybe Dave Matthews of old and like Glenn Hansard in the swell season and, you know, um, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Like it was that. But if you ask me in the past three years, it just it's exploded into funk and indie and like retro pop punk funk stuff from like the early '90s, late '80s. It's like I I don't know what I am anymore, and I think that goes for I think that 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 goes for life in general. Like I don't know, like I know people who were 45 and just got their nursing degree, and I know people who were 50 who just picked up the guitar and now it changed their life or. I don't know. I'm not in the business of putting anybody in any specific hole and saying is, that's what you are and that's what you're meant to yeah, be. Yeah, it's so yeah. it's so weird how people like uh, at least like uh, sometimes like they they want you to join them too. It's like this like yeah. psychic like you know hold yeah. they have on you. Like why don't you want to conform? And it's just so like it's sad. You know, it's like yeah, like it you is, were saying too. Like look, like somebody who's never who's listening to the podcast right now who's never played a guitar before you've picked it up at a party you know thought it was cute maybe you've taken a photo with your friend with it hey look we're rock stars you can play that thing i, I firmly believe that anybody can learn anything yep. they want if they spend yep. enough time with it and also too it's like you know like draw like i like to draw you know and like art is a big part of my life i you know enjoy all aspects of it and i feel like at a certain point somebody just says oh you're just you're not good you shouldn't do that no more and then it like hurts your feelings obviously and you know that's rightfully so because we're humans and i think we're special in that you know aspect that we're so driven by our emotions really than 
anything 100%. else. But like with art, you know, anybody can do it. You just have to spend enough time doing it, you know? There's a threshold. Uh, there's people who ask me all the time <clears throat> when I'm out playing or if they see me perform or anything. It could be a parent or it could be the person themselves. They'll say, like, how do I get my kid into music? How do I get him into piano or guitar? And I don't miss a beat anymore because I know what they're asking. Uh, they're really asking, like, what does it take to get them to where you are as far as, like, actually doing it? Right, because anybody can sit their kid down at a piano when they're seven. I did, you know. But somehow, some way, my parents instilled in me that there will be a threshold. You're going to want to quit. It's going to happen, like with anything. You're going to want to quit because the, right before you hit that wall that you can't see yet, there's going to be a moment where, wow, it's going to feel really hard. But it's a thin wall right in my mind for a lot of these things for people if you're good enough if you're talented enough the wall is very thin even translucent you just got to get through it because on the other side of that is sort of like the the i get it moment and then the difficult things become fun now that's just branching out and learning new things and challenging yourself as opposed to like oh I, I can't do this it's too hard there's a threshold with art any art especially when there's so many voices telling you that that's just going to be your hobby, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and if enough voices are saying, oh, man, listen, cool, music's great, but you know what? Why don't you, you know what, man? Why don't you like, what else do you like? Like, do you like business or math or science or language? Like, go do that, go do that. And then music, you'll always have that. And I had people tell me that forever, you know what I mean? There's a reason mm -hmm. I didn't go to school for music because enough people said, don't go to school for music and fucking nut job. Don't do that. Like, have a backup plan. And I did. And now I play music for a living and I wish I did all the way through, you know, so it's, you don't know. And I would never tell anybody just to only do it. But honestly, I spoke at, um, it's funny. I spoke at a, a friend of mine who teaches at a charter school here, here in Philly, mm -hmm. who I've done some nonprofit work with, invited me to speak to her students. And it was me and it was a, a, um, an attorney, right? So it was me and this attorney on the same day coming in to speak to these young minds and it, you know my ego doesn't let me say that I have any right to be molding any young minds but you can see the kids in the class that wanted to ask me the questions and their hands were like half staff right it wasn't like ooh like where'd you go to law school or ooh like how do I get my degree and go to yeah. Fordham or go to Drexel or whatever it is it was the two kids in the middle of the pack kind of going like hey like if I want to play music, like how do I play music? Like they were almost afraid to ask afraid because to ask. it's, it's different and it's weird. And I was yeah. happy to, you know, give them some answers, but you know, not that I have them. <laughs> it's wild. It's, it's so crazy. Cause it's like, I've seen that too before. I've never spoken to anybody else about that before, John, like that. Like I remember like teaching in school and like, um, hmm. that's right. That's right. You know, um, one of the things was, was like odd for me. Okay. So like I, I was a, a educator, but I also was in a rock and roll band, you know, and like mm -hmm. the rock and roll band was um, well known in the area. Mm -hmm. The rock and roll band too. It was like, dude. At one point during my like late twenties, when I was substitute teaching at the, at the high school I graduated from, which is ironic in itself because I felt like I was in the twenty seventh grade or whatever. But like, they were they got a hold of our CD and then they would use the CD during the morning announcements. And then I had to take like roll call. Oh my God. Yeah. Like talk about like, 
you that's, know, an, an 80s movie. Like, I lived an 80s movie at that time. I was just going to say, uh, yeah. Like, it was so, I, I, I was embarrassed. I'll, I'll come out and say, like, I, right, right. I, I was embarrassed that I also had this other um, person, of, person of me, you know, like that wasn't Mr. Cahill, yeah. which was B.O.B. or Bob or, you know, like whatever, you know, and like just somebody who was not, like I wasn't into like authority either. And I, I think that I became a target for, from some, you know, like because the kids enjoyed when I was in their class, you know, and that for some people isn't cool because some teachers just sucked, you know, and they're like, they couldn't understand how I could uh, do both maybe, you know, and I could feel like that flack, you know, and I also oh had God, like a man. Scooby Snacks type van that I drove to the school that looked like there, you know, there was like a whole <laughs> bunch of marijuana plants in it and like hoagies and shit, you know what I mean? And maybe but, there was, but you know what, you know, as long as you kept the kids out of it, you know, it, I don't know. It's, it, it's like anything, man. Like how many, how many of us had teachers who were, you know, in, in their thirties then when we were kids and then we, you get to a certain age in your, in your upper twenties or thirties and you realize, oh, they, that's just me. That was just me teaching them. You know what I mean? They went home. They had stuff going on. They, maybe they were in a rock band. Maybe they were perfect dinner. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe they owned a head shop. Who knows? But yeah, man, nobody's nobody's one thing. I I, I really believe that nobody is nobody's one thing. I, yeah. I have a friend. I I, I guess I, I can just say her name. Her, her, her name's Marin. And um, without going into too many details, she's somebody who I've always looked at. is a close close friend of mine. I've always looked at her and I said, wow, you're 18,000 different things. And she she just recently quit her job as a facilitator at a gym here in the city. And, you know, she was a teacher and then she was a facilitator of yoga and stuff. And now she had me over for dinner the other night. Sorry, long story short. Cool. She, had me over, she had me over for dinner the other night. First time post-COVID, maskless, vaccinated, that whole thing. Hugs, kisses, all that. And she's like, I quit my job, man. I was like, you quit your job. It's like, that's awesome. That that was my reaction. She goes, wait, mm-hmm. what? I go, yeah, that's awesome. Because you look happy about it. I could feel it. Like, I could feel it. And she's freaking gutting a van with her partner, and they're going to drive across the country for six weeks. I'm like. See, that's what it's all about. That's, that's the stuff you You're not one do. thing, man. Like, you're right. you're on to the next one. And, and she's like, I'll figure that's it out. Right. I, I go, you got savings. You're good. Like, come on back, and you're going to be a new version of you. You know, it's. I really encourage people to be able to look in the mirror and go like, oh yeah, what else What else do I want to do? It's a fucking short life, man. I wonder, what, like, okay, so uh, my memory doesn't serve me correctly, but the, the, mm-hmm. I guess maybe the, I guess like the beginning of like the universities across mm. America and Europe, maybe like the idea of post-education and like, you okay. know, like something to do with that, like, we gave up on like frontierism. We gave up on the wild, wild west. We gave up on yep. like the the chances of adventure. And we realized, oh shit, we better get serious now because we've got these big buildings coming up on us. And this is how we wound up here in this spot because, yep. I mean, you're not supposed to like suffer, man. Dude, no, I, not. Do- I DoorDash now. I love my job. It's awesome. Yeah. I get to listen to podcasts all day. Oh I- yeah. I love podcasts. I learn all day i deliver food. sometimes i don't even know what like i'm just blankly like i'm just delivering like papa john's right. house while i'm taking like all this like you know information from like you know various right. different shows right they have no idea and you're getting yeah and they have no idea that i have a college de- or you know a degree from temple university you know i don't want to use it no more like because i was unhappy as a teacher because it's too it doesn't make sense no more it really doesn't yeah. make sense Mm-hmm. The computer. Look at the fucking the computers right here. I got Alexa. I got Google. I got another Google in my son's room. The two, the two, the two, <laughs> Google, 
the two Googles get um, confused sometimes and like start playing the same song at different like. Yeah, they're gonna start arguing soon. That's gonna freak you out, yeah, dude. But you know what? Also, too, it's like I embrace technology too because it's like I'm not somebody. It's like, oh, I'm scared. Since it's like we already fucking signed, you know, like our <laughs> like our death certificate, like in the '90s, late '90s, and we're like, oh, AOL. Sign up for this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's man. change the, the market. Let's let's uh let's check take a look at Napster. Ooh, you know, we we you know, we shook hands with the devil as far as like uh, you know, it's too late. So I'm and like I'm just like all aboard, you know, like technology can be good for certain things, it can suck for others, you know. But listen, man, I, I have like my Amazon my uh Alexa sitting next to my record player. It's a weird world, man. You know, yeah, it's a, it's true. I got my Alexa know, sitting right here. I'm looking at it right now. She's I want to throw I want to throw my white album on the record player, but I you know I kind of want to put it on my party playlist at night if I got free. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's just go with it. Like everything everything within reason, man. You know, yeah, well, um, everything you can like with it with it everything you can within reason to you know advance yourself as a as a person. I'm all for it. Speaking of the Beatles, dude, like I'm on a Beatles. Uh, kick mm. again like i have like a drug problem like every reoccurring drug problem with the beatles led zeppelin yeah. and queen it happens like every like couple of years right now always go back always go back magical mystery tour right now i'm playing uh, in, on the drums i am the walrus Ugh. and like it's so great you know what i mean i love that song so much when i first i was, I was it, dude i was, like, I was just holding weird. that record in my hand today at a i came i when i texted you coming to the podcast i I was at Brewtown Beats, a record store here in Brewtown, oh. and I had Magical Mystery Tour in my hands today. I was like flipping. I already have it, but I was just flipping through. Oh, that's so weird. It's, no, it's just funny you bring that up, dude. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's such a great album. And then when I sold the video mm. when I was like 11 or 12, they had this like ABC special where it was like three nights where they just showed all the Beatles stuff. And I was like, oh my, like I couldn't believe that a band could have that much footage, you know? Right yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like the idea footage. of the Beatles playing live too, like and then like them stopping. Like I remember being so floored by that, being like, "You mean they just didn't want to play? No- like what?" But they yeah, still we're not touring. Yeah, they play. They go up in the roof. Like I said, my so you know they just leave. Yeah. And it's like Paul McCartney so, always said. He says like they couldn't. Like they couldn't. They literally. They couldn't hear themselves. You can't. <laughs> Can you imagine, John? Like not being able to hear, like no in ear monitors. Like you have like how many watts do you think those amps were tops on stage? <laughs> 50? 50, 75 <laughs> you know? watts. I don't know. Yeah. And then yeah, they got yeah. blue ribbon mics and stuff, you know? And like, it's, they, it's, it's the wonder of like the Michael Jacksons of the world too, where, cause he didn't really like to use in ears. And you watch like the history yeah. tour, the bad tour, the dangerous tour, like those, those shows at Wembley and stuff. It's just, I, it's absolute pandemonium. And we're not going to go to the Michael Jackson stuff. No, we can. Just, we can actually. Did you ever see the footage of uh, Michael Jackson where he uh, yells at Slash for, overplaying like the guitar saw i mean the fact that that exists at first i thought it was like bait click or what you know like clickbait it's real like, dude it, it goes it, along the lines of like you, you and i were talking about like things when you're younger you have a certain relationship with them so i, I had cousins who were obsessed with michael jackson or, or whoever and yeah. it was just all right moonwalking michael jackson cool he's a cool dancer and a good singer but then you grow up and you listen and you go, holy shit, they're just some of the best records ever made by anyone. I mean, Thriller's a masterpiece and his live shows are just are just unbelievable from the band through the dance, through the through everything. It's just unreal. It's unreal. I like PYT. I think that's oh. such a cool song. You know, it's like... That, it's a jam, dude. It's feel good. Feel, I like anything that feels good. You know, I like... Uh, oh, yeah. That's the one thing that like I was saying a couple moments ago about like embracing technology. I was very reluctant. 
mm-hmm. to embrace Spotify. But now Spotify and I have a really good relationship, <laughs> you know? Me too. You have to swallow the pill as an artist. You have to mm-hmm. kind of understand the world and that that's not where the money comes from. And you have to be happy to be heard. Mm-hmm. And then as a consumer, it's just, you know, it, it give, but it does give you access to every, I mean, the freaking Beatles are on there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, you can just like, I can have my kid just tell Alexa to play the fucking white album. Like I love it. And I hate that. Like, as long as you hear it first on my vinyl, good. And then if you're in your car or your spaceship or whatever, you'll be driving in 10 years, 30 years, whatever it is, yeah. play it, play it, you know, cause that's the thing about all that music. It's that, that's just the most timeless shit ever, man. Yeah. The, the Beatles White Album is very interesting. Did that documentary, there's a movie, I think, coming out that has Peter Jackson directing it, right? On the White Album? Mm, no, I, I don't know about that. Hey, Alexa, is there a Beatles documentary directed by Peter Jackson? We're giving Alexa. The only Beatles documentary which is directed by Peter Jackson is The Beatles. Get back. Comes out August 27th, 2021. <laughs> Wow, dude, it's like when you listen to podcasts, uh, but and they have like the producer in the other room. Could you tell yeah. them, to, like, to let, dude, <laughs> who needs them? I know you don't need it. That's what I'm saying with school too. It's like you don't need like YouTube can teach you how to completely rewire your house, can, like, do whatever you want, you know, pave a driveway, anything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go, and YouTube's free, so it's like why not learn anything? Like people ask me, like, oh man, how'd you learn to video edit? I'm like YouTube, YouTube. I just put in the work, you know. Like I just was like, oh, I'm just gonna spend nine dude. hours you know three four times a week on there's some nonstop. dudes there's some dudes that who have just figured the youtube thing out man like mm-hmm. uh some uh, beginning of covid my producer and i you know we were doing demos and stuff and i'm not an engineer i am not i can make mm-hmm. this sound good because i get it live sound like okay make a microphone plug it in interface blah but when it comes to like engineering cutting slicing dicing tracks you know all this other stuff i know nothing and these guys like i use a uh, reaper uh reaper as a as a as a recording software it's free it's not logic but it's okay mm-hmm. and dude there's just these reaper mania youtube videos that can literally tell you everything you could ever want to do and it's totally free you know totally what i mean free. totally free so why not use it yeah it's it's weird right because it's like why not you know it's like oh i can't do that like yeah. why can't you you don't know how to access youtube <laughs> yeah. anyway i didn't know we'd be talking so much about like, you know the yeah, empowerment but i mean look look Try out YouTube. It's really cool. Yeah. I want to talk more about the, you know, the process of recording a live album. I mean, mm. that's difficult, you know, mm. like I remember. Yeah. What was it? Some story on Queen or excuse me, Kiss and Kiss was very unhappy with, I, I think Kiss 3 is a live album. I, I, I'm not a Kiss fan, right. but I know that there was like some sort of like thing where they spent a whole bunch of money doing like overdubs. Yeah. See, that's where it gets fucked up. Yeah, exactly. So my, my you just answered <laughs> My question, my question was, how do you feel about it? But yeah, it, it's, it's. I don't really like it. Uh, and, and if I, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a modern reference to a concert film, if you will. And it was really just a live show. It's Theo Katzman. Um, he was touring his album Heartbreak Hits, which is to me, at least today, top ten records for me. Mm-hmm. It's unreal, just top to bottom, every song, lyrically, compositionally, musically, everything, just. Mwah, perfect. If you've ever been through a breakup, listen to that. It's unbelievable. Theo Katzman of Wolfpack. Um, just unreal. And the, the lad, their last show of the tour was Berlin. Uh, so it's Theo Katzman and the Four Fine Gentlemen. It's him, the keyboard player from Dawes. You know, it's Joe Dart. Oh, wow. Crazy band. 
So him and the four fine gentlemen, and it's, and it's Theo Katz and the four fine gentlemen live in Berlin. And it's just fucking... Now, they are tight as hell. It's the last show on tour. They knew they were going to shoot this thing. The crowd energy is great. But if you just listen to the tracks top to bottom on that record, just they're tight, but it's live. And you can tell they're not overdubbing shit because there's a, a note missed and there's a lyric that drops out and there's some, some stuff that, you know... If you were crazy about it, you would go and you would pitch correct or you would add harmony here or there. But they don't because it's live, man. Like, it's live. You're not going to yeah, nail you it. You know what I mean? It. No, yeah, I mean. You can't replicate that noise, that sound, too. The, I think you play your instrument differently, too, John, in front of people than you oh, do sitting in your room there. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's perfection with an imperfection with everything for me anymore. It's kind of a mantra of mine lately. It's like, for me... And we could talk about the thing I'm doing, but like even when you start talking about the audio, the mixing, mm-hmm. um, the 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 filmmaking, like the guy who shot it, it's like I want it all to feel like you just you just showed up at this secret show and and you got what you got. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. a there's a reason there's a difference between going into a recording studio and putting a show on stage. Now we didn't have an audience, but you want to make it feel as real as you can. You know. Yeah, it's hard to do. I mean, we we tried my band a few times, but we just were never happy with the sounds. There yeah. was a band called called Town Hall from Philadelphia to put out a double disc album called Live at the Point. There was this club in Ardmore called The Point, which was like the spot to go, man. Mm-hmm. And we got such a great recording from there. I always was so envious of it. Like, how did they mm-hmm. get the bass to sound so fat? Mm-hmm. How does yeah. the kick drum sound like that? You know. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all about the kick drum too, really. All about I mean, the kick like you got to feel that kick to get everything else to get on top of it. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. I love when the people are like, "Well, we should focus on the guitars first. It's like for what, dude? You know yep. what? We, wait, wait, you want to like make dinner and like leave all like the shit to cook like in like you know the drawers? Like what are you talking about? Nah, dude. Get think about your I drummer first. Mic him up. Get the bottom. Get the bottom. Put the bass into the di and just get that. Oh, that sexy meat. And yeah. then the rest of it, I've you done know, that before rest, too. I really like that. Um, rest of it can bleed, you know, whatever it's going to bleed, but you know, that's that's yeah, live. There man. is, I see, I'm also too in the same way too. It's like, okay, so sometimes, like, you know, a few times I remember actually where the first take is just, it's just the fucking take you got to use. Yeah. But there's a slight bleed, and like other people, like, I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter, dude. You know, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. I mean, like, it's part of the song then. It sounds like, if you have somebody talking in the background you know what i mean that's and it. it happened quite a bit back in the olden days like you know where people were just like rolling tape man we ain't got no more money left you know like yeah of course you get all those great moments you know like where <laughs> there's course. just weird shit going on there and yeah. they, they, they become you know like that it's so it's so crazy too because it's like once again like with technology yeah great you can do whatever you want you know splicing shit loops and stuff like that but mm-hmm. well at that point you might as yeah. well at that point, you might as well just have them record you fake playing over a track. It's like, what's, yeah, the, yeah. what's, what's, <laughs> what's the difference? I mean, that's a music video. There's a difference. We're talking about a, a live performance album. Like what I'm calling this thing that I'm releasing, it's going to be, it's a live performance album mm. and con- a live performance album and concert film. That's- you know what I always thought though, John, too, just to make a point, And I think that it's something that's really people miss them they miss it like okay so like when you're making a music video when you do the lip syncing and you do oh i got my guitar plugged in i got that you're gonna get a performance that makes you look like you're not fucking singing just plug in and play your song like i every time i would do a video i would say look we gotta play and we gotta at least play about like maybe 13 percent more exuberant 
<laughs> looking than we normally would be. And mm-hmm. they'd be like, why? I'm like, it'll translate to tape. And then like, you know, we use like, you know, mini DV cams and shit like yeah. that. We got some cool shit, but it's like, we're not, we're not playing those instruments at all. But I mean, like, like we, you know, there's some of the, you know, the tracks and stuff like that, but we're playing live and then getting that reaction, I think sometimes looks cooler, you know? Yep. Cause I've seen some bad music videos, man, especially lately where it's like, you got all this money and you go down to Miami and, and you can't like, you know, lock the lyrics up. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's baffles me. It's also yeah. baffles me too. Like how a music video then like, and, like you put all this money into a music video and then you're not allowed to go back and make another music video. I think that's a mistake. I think more artists should start doing that. Like, it'd be cool. Cause it's like, Case in point, like uh, an iconic music video, like November Rain, for instance, like by Guns N' Roses, okay? Yeah. You know what happens. The dude falls over the table. You don't know what the fuck's going on. You know what I mean? Like, what if they went back and then, like, made an entirely new music video to it? People would be like, dude, did you hear about fucking... Like, nobody does it. Nobody does it. Or, like, a sequel to a music video. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, I guess they maybe Foo Fighters did something like that, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like the music videos is like also too is a waste of money because it's like it's ubiquitous. I'm not gonna man. look at it. I, I, I get, I get it. Yeah, it's different, but you know, like you were saying, like the record player next to the Alexa, like you have to have everything in one just, media. And it's just kind of ubiquitous, man. Like a mm-hmm. music video, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. It's just kind of what is, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, I've never made, I've never made one. Like I've, I don't, I'm new to a lot of stuff, man. I've, I'm, I'm a, what I feel is like. I've been really old school forever. And so like all this stuff is a new frontier to me. Like, I just want to go play, you know, um, yeah, play, yeah. you know, I want to go play. I want to write and that's all I'm doing. I I've been writing and recording and that's all I'm doing. And this concert film is, it became the thing. It became the new thing to do. And I wanted to do it during COVID, not during COVID, like coming out of it before summer, put it out and then just kind of, roll on through summer and have it and it's it's a lot of work man it, it's a lot to make it happen the way we did and i'm happy with the result yeah i can't wait to see it um it's it's cool that yeah you, you know you, you you focused on a project during these times too because i find that staying you know idle is just the worst especially if you're a creative yeah person. Right. So yeah, I, I, sorry, we are like dancing around it. So basically i'll tell you actually what it is um so I <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to tell me, but thank you. No, I do. I, I really, I actually, I really do because it's. Um, I got some information yesterday that makes it a lot more easy easy to talk more officially about it. Okay. Um, so the idea is essentially this: it, um, I partnered and collaborated with the South Camden Theater Company, uh, about fifteen minutes from me across the bridge in South Camden. They don't traditionally do music. They are a, a theater meant for theatrical productions. Amazing theater, hundred seats. Um, really beautiful, really amazing. I, I knew two people on the board there who I've done some shows for and stuff like that. And so three years ago, they were asking me to come do something. And uh, the timing never worked out. I was busy. We're, we're touring or we're, do, or we're doing whatever we're doing. And it just never worked out to go put on a show over there. I didn't really know what to do. And so COVID happens and I'm kind of sitting on my hands, sitting on some music I'm starting to write in December of this past December like okay, well, what if I, what if I did a live performance concert film thing with the band? What if what if we did that? So I call them up, say, hey, let's do this. I got the band together. You have the space. Would you want to collaborate on a project? Raise a bunch of money for 
the arts district in Camden, which doesn't get any attention. Um, preserve your theater, get more eyeballs on it from a musical standpoint. So, you know, more musicians will come in, rent the space. Mm-hmm. Um, what if we did that? And they jumped at the idea, um, which I was ecstatic about. The, I can't say enough about them. They are the most professional, most well-run, most welcoming, warm, helpful, creative team I've I've ever worked with putting on a show. I mean, they're fantastic. Uh, Jordan Feld is one of the directors, Bob Bingham, Ray Croce, and Josh Samores, who's the lighting director over there. Um, they're really amazing. And they kind of they kind of gave me the range and said, what do you want? Like, what do you want to do? So here's the kind of money we're looking at to work with and what, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't want any money from you. I just want to put on a show, give some music to the world and raise money for the arts in general because we all friggin' need that in, in, in the worst way right now. Um, and what I get out of it is I get to play music with my band. You know, mm-hmm. um, so what it is in the end is a nine nine song, roughly an hour um, set, um, five brand new songs that haven't been heard anywhere before, and four older songs that people may know. Um, and it was a real pleasure to do. We shot it on the thirteenth of this past of this past month, April thirteenth, um, and we're going to release it uh, two weeks Friday, May twenty first. Um, nice which is awesome. Yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, filmmaker was Bob Sweeney, who's done a lot of work in, in, in the Philly area. Um, sound, sound technician was Marcus Cohen, who is brother of my guitar player. Um, lighting director was Josh Samors, and then the theater and me and the band, and that was it. It was like a month worth of, you know, once a week rehearsing, getting new songs together. It was, it was an, you know what it was too? It was kind of a reason to get together every week with the band and be like, hey, let's make some new music, man. Like, let's just go, mm-hmm. you know? And it, it was great. And we, and we partied that day and, you know, sip champagne after and just kind of a lot of work. I mean, a lot of work goes into getting that right, getting the sound right. And now my producer, Chris, has it, who's mixing it. So there's a lot of people involved, um, a lot of people who I am grateful for because if I know one thing, it's that I'm good at a lot of things, but I'm also not good at a lot of things. So having people surround me and help me and, you know, help me bring a concept to the stage is everything I ever want to do. You yeah, know? that's pretty cool, so, John. So it, it works out, and so we're hoping to get as many eyeballs on it, and um, it's going to be a free-to-view initial live stream, I think, maybe like 7 o'clock or something, the 21st, with donations, welcome to the theater, and then there'll be a link, you can buy it, and it'll, it could be yours forever if you want, and then down the road, it'll it'll live on the internet, but for now, it's, yeah, we just want to get raise some money for the arts in Camden and try and keep theaters like that going. That's great, dude. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's... It's like an admirable thing too, as well. You know, it's like uh, raising awareness for somebody who needs it too through music. Yeah, and it's kind of like you know what all the greats did. I mean, Bob yeah. Marley got shot, and the next day he was like, "I'm gonna go to the concert and try to unite everybody." You know? Yeah, yeah, man. Kind it, of crazy, yeah. right? It's like yeah, yeah. You gotta do. I mean, the, the one of these mindsets of like sometimes I wish somebody would do something. It's like I don't know. We could do something. Like why don't we? You know, so you got to start somewhere, man. Like my my one friend Skyler, who's a videographer and. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's out in California now, but our thing is like, you just got to start. That's kind of been our thing the past couple of years and just start, you know what it I mean? Start it up, right? You know, it's fun yeah. to do that. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, a song, just, an adventure, a journey, a trip, uh, or whatever. Just start, man. Trips like, are fun. Yeah. I just had a chance to go, uh, party with my friends for the first time and like for like what, like a year and a half. I don't even oh, know, cool. man, but. I haven't been around my best friends in a while. And like, you know, that type of like uh company where it's like, 
the hard belly laugh laughter where it's like you know it hurts you know oh <laughs> yeah you just jab oh, yeah. each other like yep we just had such a great time my friend's about to get married and about to where'd you go to... we went up to the poconos cool yeah we went to albrightsville and um i got this sweet house on air dude man. god it was I, so much I know, I know the area man we do that all the time i love it up there yeah so like i talked the guys into it they were like let's go up to like woodstock i'm like dude we can go an hour away and it's super chill okay yeah, like, let's time. go so i found this spot that had a sauna in it had ping pong mm. table pool fire pit like it was everybody had a bed you know like it was dope and um it's fun to be with your friends um and uh, it's gonna be fun to be in a wedding um oh second time i've been a best man first right time on the marriage didn't work out but maybe this time i can you know strike up some gold during that yes yeah, and i was gonna say i was gonna say amp up your speech man they got yeah, i practice in the shower uh it's my thing is uh you know mm. my, my wife thinks i'm nuts but it's like i i put all my best ideas down in there and then yeah i don't like to it sounds like to good read in there, stuff. No? it sounds good in there too yeah, it sounds good you could project and you get like i hold like the mic you know like i get the bar of soap, bar like, soap. Don't drop it don't drop it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like yep yep and um uh, my friend the, the, yeah that's the mic that's the mic you don't drop yeah yeah for for the listeners who know i mean it's trainer wilson tj wilson and um hmm. one of the things that's going to be great about the speech is like i have the microphone because tj is notorious dude for like cutting me off and like using my punchlines and jokes oh my like, god five seconds too early <laughs> so i'm gonna let everybody know that you know that he can't say anything because i got the mic right right but, um it's gonna be fun i also like I don't know how I'm going to pull this off, but yeah, after the speech, I'm going to have my first drink since like August 27th, 2021. And then I'll probably lose track of the summer again. (laughs) You know what I mean? Your first drink since when? What's that? Your first drink since when? Last August. Oh, last August. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Good on you, man. How's that been going? I just, I got, you know what happened, John is uh, about two, what is it? I think two and a half, maybe no, two two years ago. I'm on now because I never posted about it on Facebook or anything like that. And I think that's the key to actually quitting cigarettes is to not talk about it. Right. But when I quit smoking cigarettes, I also realized that I wasn't just quitting smoking cigarettes. I was quitting those intellectual conversations, and you would leave the bar, go outside, yep. have, you know, drunk and smoke a cigarette with your buddy or something like that, and like go back in yeah. or be at a party and be like, "Let's go over here and smoke," you know, like yeah. Grew up in the '90s, man, where it was like, "Fuck it," like everybody was smoking, you know. Sure. It, it was such a hard thing to kick. Yeah, it's not then, the thing. It's like, well, everything that revolves around it. I kicked it, you know. I got off the cigarettes, and then I realized, oh, drinking's just not fun anymore. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not giving you, what just, you, you know, it's not giving you what you need. No, it didn't give me what I needed. And it's just like, you know, I have, you know, a medical marijuana card. I'm perfectly content being a a stoner, if that's what you want to call me. But I think I'm the world's, or excuse me, this area code's most punctual stoner with the things I do. Yes. You know, some people, that gets a bad rap too. Like, oh, he smokes weed. Fuck that. You you drink, you know, but so like, don't be a hypocrite. You could do both. You could do one. Don't come at me for anything. You know what I mean? Like, when did you become the judge and the jury? You know it's another I mean? example, like, man. It, it's all it's all intertwined with what we were talking about earlier about like what's right and what's accepted and stuff, man. Yeah, I didn't I didn't drink during the uh, the bachelor party, and for some that was you know, actually you know what I shouldn't say that because you know what my friends totally understand. They're like, ah, oh, I get it, I get it. My Bob's. um, speaking of best men in sobriety, um, so I'm gonna be the best. Do you know you know Rob Tate, right? Yeah. So he's getting married in 2022. They had to push it. Nice. I'm his best man. Um, cool. And uh, he's been sober now 500 plus days. Yeah, it's great. He lost a whole People, bunch of weight. He looks great. 
April 16th was his. I saw his five, post. It was very touching. Yeah. It's 500 it's, day. It's and a it's tough like, thing to do. And I, and I'm, and I, so I'm not, I'm back and forth with people and, and I, I'm not going to mention any names here. Somebody texted is like, Oh, let's go to, um, you know, AC for his bachelor party and do this and that. I go, dude, you realize you want to go to these clubs and stuff that the whole culture and the whole idea of these places is revolved around drinking and drugs, right? So mm-hmm. I'm all, we can do that another time, but this is Rob. This is like yeah, his, his day. Point, yeah. So like, let's go jump out of a plane or something. You know what I mean? Let's go. Let's go crazy. Let's go. We camp. had we had somebody like that during our bachelor party too. Like you TJ, can drink if you want. T- well, TJ and I, you know, we grew up together, and like TJ and I, like even when we turned eighteen, we could go across the bridge or whatever to fantasy show bar. We just never, you know. I'm not into like that. I'm just not like, I, it's not, you know, my thing. TJ didn't want to go. And one guy was like, come on, man, we gotta go. You know and it's like? I'm just watching him. Like as I'm hallucinating being like, man, he's got it bad, man. You know, like what's going on here, you know? Yeah. But I mean, it is what it is. I mean, like, I think that the, the idea of celebrating somebody's bachelor party too, is kind of archaic, you know? This is it, bro. This is the, you know, yeah. I mean? like this, the whole it's idea. It's not the way. Yeah, you can't look at it that way. To, to me, I look at it, you know, like a, I'm sure you would share the sentiment. Um, is you're, yeah, I'm, I'm more just celebrating him, you know, yeah, celebrate like him. Yeah. good for you. I'm happy yeah. for you. Like, hope it's, you know, good for you. Not like this is your last hurrah. Let's go get you. Yeah. It's really, played, it really is celebrated. or a lap like dance and stuff. It's like that. Now that's antiquated. That's some Mad Men stuff, which is all good, by the way. I love me some Mad Men. But yeah, you you look at no, it's not the way it is. <laughs> Mad Men, yeah, I, I you know I made it all the way to the last season. I just I didn't finish yet. <laughs> that was like four years ago. Once you have a kid, your whole media viewing thing just becomes <laughs> misconstrued, man. <laughs> I used to be able to devour so much television and be like, oh, I could talk about this shit online. All now it's just like, I I, I can I can listen to podcasts and I can take that information. Yeah. But something about television, I'm asleep, man. Yeah. <laughs> I officially become an old man. I don't have kids, but but I'm 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 in that vein. I'm in that vein of like, I know good. Like I, I there's some people I trust. They tell me to watch something. I have time. I'll watch it. But not really anymore, man. I'm listening to countless audiobooks and podcasts and stuff. That's always cool. I'm always in the go. Like I don't know. But some of the podcasts you're listening to right now. So actually, actually, you turned me on to Smartless because I, I I listen to a lot of the Pete Davidson podcasts. I listen to a lot of um, Pete Davidson has a podcast. Not Pete Davidson. Uh, that'd be cool though wouldn't it? i'd like i guess it would i'd like to hear what the fuck's going on with that guy because yeah, a lot wait, of wait, what's up in his because a lot of like other people be... have a lot of opinions about him i would like to hear what he has to, you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he's one of those dudes in the zeitgeist and pop culture it's like oh he's a dickhead alcoholic crazy fucking mm-hmm. whatever dies deep. his hair whatever yeah dies hair whatever stars, yeah. i don't know he made it on snl somehow there's yeah, something he's still going on there too like lauren michaels put him on snl for a reason but um pete holmes his podcast is what i meant to say from uh fallout boy from crashing you know the hbo show crashing he's a comedian it's called oh yes uh, yes i do know you made it weird with pete Mm -hmm. Holmes. he's a super quirky guy he's funny he's like a religious background so they always get into some stuff like it'll Mm -hmm. just be like casual but then they'll get it he makes it a point like it's part of the show to go so what do you make of this whole like life thing and you're placed in the universe and like whoever the guest is is like okay we're going there and it's awesome um, but Smartless, I love that you turned me on to because I just love the concept. It's like it was freaking Paul McCartney that, uh, what's his name, Sean Hayes got on. And I love hearing um, Bateman 
and uh, the other dude, I forget. Will Arnett. Will Arnett just lose their shit. Cause yeah, it's they freaking... go at each other. And as a matter of fact, I just listened to two Paul today. McCartney. I listened to uh, the Gwyneth Paltrow one, which uh, I don't know if I told you. No, I didn't. I was talking on the phone. Um, it's revealed during that podcast that she named her company Goop because GP is her nickname. But the, that's what she wanted to name it. But some dude in business said, why don't you put two O's in between that? Because businesses with two O's in their name tend to do well. Isn't that odd? Odd, but I'm not in the least bit surprised. Like that makes total sense to me in a, in a world of marketing and logos no. and stuff, you know. And they were funny in that one. And then I listened to the one with Neil Tyson Degrassi. And uh, <laughs> I listened to that one. Yeah, it was funny, man. When um, Sean Hayes says somebody else is mad. <laughs> right. Like when, when Neil cut him off. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The show is like therapy. I tell people this all the time. I try to turn them on. Like, oh, which podcast do you recommend? I'm like, I listen to Smartless each week, and I feel great afterwards. I feel light. That theme song kicks ass. You know what I mean? I, like, I try to find it on like Spotify. Like, if it was like you know, like <laughs> the longer version, but it's not. It's really. I like the collaborative effort. I, I like. I, I I always like a mind meld. I like different personalities. I I, I like. Yeah. I like fly on the wall stuff. So I, I I like hearing people I respect have a conversation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, music or not, like honestly, I don't. I listen to some music podcasts, but not really. Like I, no, I, no. I would much rather. I, I'll, I will talk to you on a podcast about music until I'm blue, but I want, I want to hear some other shit. So, um, oh, Did Conan O'Brien, Conan O'Brien's podcast. Conan. Oh yeah, God, me too. I love Conan. He's my uh, humor. Conan, That's why I listen NC seventeen R rated Conan is hysterical, man. He's a he's a monster, like a yeah, monster com- com- comedian. He's just unbelievable in a room. Like, he, you, know. He, you know what I'll say? He's really good at John. He's really good at making fun of himself, self deprecating all the way. Yeah. He, he, like when he talks about his skin and like, oh yeah, <laughs> so funny man. Yeah, his torso and his long legs and yeah. you know, he's um he just he's slapstick man. He comes from a world of like apolitical just evergreen humor that I love. It's like that uh, Martin Short. That was a great uh, episode. Steve Martin type humor that I that I just, I, I love. It's just funny for the sake of making people I wish laugh. those two guys had a podcast, man. I would listen to the, sh- the well, shit. They have a out Broadway show or whatever that is. Yeah. Or, or like if Bill Murray did one or like, mm. I don't know. I see Chevy Chase sometimes. Like I, I actually, I listened to a podcast recently with Chevy Chase and he, <laughs> he bombed. He he's a, few t- like, he's a tough nut to crack, man. He, people, I've heard heard people say some choice words about Chevy Chase. As, as fond of memories and as as, mu- as revered as he is in, in, yeah. in the world of National Lampoons and stuff, it's like, I don't know. So I'll give any podcast a chance. So I found mm-hmm. it. Uh, I, I think he's a wonderful host. He asks some great questions. He knows some like insider like Hollywood shit that's fascinating. It's Rob Lowe's podcast, oh. literally. I mm. think that's what it's called, literally. It is, Whatever. yeah. I've heard that. Rob Lowe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He interviewed Chevy. And Chevy bombed on there. Mm. But Rob just like, you know, carried him along out of respect. Just like an em- empty vessel, not getting any answers, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Oh, yeah. no, like he said a couple of jokes that were like insensitive. I, one that I won't even oh. repeat here. You know, it's like, oh. Oh. I'm like, okay, buddy, that, that sense of humor maybe doesn't work. Maybe it was good in the movie Nothing But Trouble with Demi Moore. Yeah. But did you ever see that movie? No. Nothing But Trouble is a freaky, freaky movie. Coincidentally, uh, Dr. Sh- what's his name? Shock from uh, Digital Underground passed away. He was mm. in that movie with Tupac. Tupac is in the film. Right. Yeah. Chevy is Chase is in that movie with Demi Moore, you said? Yeah. So wow. Ch- so Chevy Chase and Demi Moore, um, well, it's tying all together. How about this? Newlyweds. <laughs> and the they're, beating, on it, baby. 
they're going on their honeymoon and they get stranded at this junkyard that's owned by Dan Aykroyd and he's in prosthetic makeup. That's all I can tell you. But I highly recommend okay. Nothing But Trouble. I'll, I'll put it on the list. Movies have been easier. Like speaking of TV, movies have been very digestible because they're mm-hmm. movies. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I watched uh, the Bob Odenkirk is in a new action film. Oh, I watched that too. Nobody? Call no, all right, well, this is going to be good. What do you think about that? Did you oh, like I, it? I, you know, Did you not something like about, um, I, I always like films that start off. Did you ever see Nocturnal Animals? Mm, uh, no. Recommend that. Also has the uh, the jump off point being the uh, failure of a dad to protect his family. Right, you know? right, yep. Like the um, the dunce or, you know what I mean? Like something about that that guy who knows he fucked up. And something then, to prove. Yeah, and then like, you know, the bus scene. I mean, we won't spoil it for people, but yeah, we recommend the film. It's, it's really good. The bus scene, I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, this is, this is phenomenal. Like, this is I'll, great I'll tell action. you what. I had a couple. I had a couple opinions on it. I, I, I didn't. I don't know if I was in the best mindset when I watched. I was. I was home with my my dad and and Casey, and it was kind of late at night, so I wasn't like in the zone to watch a movie like mm-hmm. that. But I wanted to see it, and I liked it in the sense of Bob Odenkirk is a madman. I love that he committed to that role so much. It's it's like it's John Wickian. I mean, that's what yeah, it, it is. is. Well, that's what John people Wickian. like. They like that. Uh... But I couldn't, for some reason, it didn't land as much as I hoped it would. I, I feel like the ancillary pieces. Okay, so can I be completely truthful here? Because I did just tell a lie. I thought you were into it. I actually made it to that bus scene, then fell asleep, and then deleted it. All right, see, now we're, see, that this is why I want to talk about it. because This I, is why we podcast, so we can divulge. Well, I was trying so, to be, I thought, like, you like Bob. I, I do like Bob. I mean, I love I him. Dude, show. Mr. Dude, Mr. Show and like, you know, Breaking Bad and he's written and directed a bunch of stuff. I think I think he's brilliant. I think Bob Odenkirk is amazing. And this concept of this movie I heard on, on a podcast was it was his idea that the 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 main crux of the story, the the, the break in because it happened because to him real it. it happened to him in real life. I heard the same podcast. Which one did you listen to? Probably Smartless. I don't know. It was, yeah, it was probably Smart. Yeah. Or, or, or so Conan. it happened to him in real life and he feels yeah. emasculated, you know? Right. Now, I love, I watch it and I'm able to go, I'm able to separate, right? So mm-hmm. as a consumer, like some people will just watch it blanketly, objectively. I feel like it's what a movie critic might do. Me, I'm, I'm more able to go, okay, I, I see what you're doing, man. Like you nailed the bus scene. You nailed a lot of the action sequences. It was aggressively violent, though. Like, yeah, it was, it was really like, violent. Yeah. There were points where I was like, "Did this?" I'm not going to give some of that away. It's insane. If if you're into that stuff, watch it. I really have to. Like... For me, it was the acting and the ancillary pieces around Bob Odenkirk that was just like it was a little bit campy and it was a little bit dumb before, and it was just like I don't believe any of you. Like even the even the parents and 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 the kids. I was like, I don't. Yeah. I'm supposed to care about you more than I do. You know what I mean? Owen Kirk's great, Ned. He carries it, obviously. He carries it, yeah. But I yeah. definitely heard that podcast first, and then it was I was like, oh, I check this. I'll check it out. Yeah, I was. Like, I, I was remember checking it out. Yeah, I, it's so bad, dude. Like I used to be. I used to be so. I, I used to write screenplays and shit. Like I just can't mm. stay awake no more. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's so sad. I used to be able to stay up late. I mean, I stayed up the, actually during the bachelor party. I stayed up to three a.m. and I hadn't done that maybe in like, I don't know, six years, seven years, maybe. Those are the environments now where that happens. You know, you're on fire. I miss fire. that time though. I, that you was don't my even favorite know what time. time it is, you know. I, when I didn't have a kid, John, when I didn't have wasn't married, like I would stay up and I would have, find such peace in the middle of the fucking night when everybody else was asleep. I could like come up with great ideas, you know, because yeah, like, yeah, I naturally felt that like you know lifestyle, you know, like 
and then you know you get older you get circadian rhythm changes i wish you could control it you know what i mean like like all right just gonna you know tune out for a little bit so i can stay up all night but dude i can't make it past 9 30 i was listening to i forgot uh, how violent that fucking show was really violent like and, and i i'm, I'm kind he of okay broke his it. knuckle on the and then like spun it back like oh dude yeah, I was cringing, and I don't cringe like at movies. I'm normally like fine. It's a movie, but I was pretty pretty skeeved out. Um, I was listening to Barack Obama talk about writing his memoirs and stuff. Now he's Barack Obama; he's a superhero. So, but mm-hmm. he says he writes from the hours of like 10 p.m. to like 4 a.m. I'm like you, like you're doing it all this other stuff, and you got your writing done at those hours. I'm like, how are you? How are you doing? He's that? not the president no more. He's that, maybe, I guess maybe that's that- true. Maybe I don't know. I guess that's true. Maybe he's now still, he's just chilling. He's just like not. He's found his own. That's true. He's doing he, what he wants too, John. Tying it all in. You're right. He has a podcast with Bruce Springsteen. Oh, I know. I and I wish I could talk to you about it. I. It's like that's like my Pulp Fiction thing right now. It's like everybody I know mm-hmm. has texted me and going, "Dude, have you? What the fuck, dude? Have you listened to that yet?" And I oh, have the Pulp Fiction thing. Yeah. I think I think I will. I think that'll be my morning. My morning. Uh, Speaking of Pulp Fiction. What's Uh-oh. in the box? What's the gold? What's that? Remember in Pulp Fiction when they open up the case and the case illuminates John Travolta's face as he takes a drag of the cigarette? Oh, yeah, 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 What's yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I mean, obviously, it's something that... that a gold ticket, him... Willy Wonka? I don't know. Maybe, That's what yeah, I've always Maybe. Thought. I mean, it'd be interesting, though. I've always thought this, that it'd be cool because Tarantino says he's going to end on his 10th film and then retire and then maybe... Which is his it. next one, right? Which is his next one. Yeah. And uh, it would be very cool if the Easter egg in that was what was oh, in that case. Please, give it to me. All right? Do we just write a Hollywood story, John, together? Because I think we just did, dude. That's it. I mean, like, I what we did. genre does he pick, too? Like, I would definitely, definitely end on the movie that put you back and do, like, pulpy fiction. You know, like, do like the follow-up to like what happens to like bruce willis's character yeah what do you do what do you do if you're him knowing him he he will not do that like he'll probably he, it's gonna he'll be do some like other vampires con- in space yeah it's <laughs> gonna be some other concept that he'll just because he doesn't care there was a script called the vega brothers are you familiar with that no yeah he um, was developing it for some time and it was going to be a prequel to pulp fiction where um really John Travolta's character and uh, John Travolta's character in Pulp Fiction is brothers with uh, what's his character's name in Reservoir Dogs? The guy cuts off Marvin's ear. Mm. Those uh, two are brothers. Mm-hmm. Okay. John Travolta and that character are the Vega right. brothers. Okay. So and they live in the same town. It's the same universe. You know the and there was a script about it, but it just never happened. There's a couple things that he did that didn't like. I've always followed his shit, dude, because I think he's fascinating. You know, it's he's like, my favorite. He's he's my absolute favorite. I can't I love how people talk like him in, in his films. Like they become Quentin Tarantino through them. You know, oh, their articulations I, of words, dude. Yeah, and I, I love the way that people talk about working with him when they're done. It's mm-hmm. you know, you know, because uh, we we love making movies like all that stuff he yeah. does. He's like, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna shoot this scene again. Why? And everybody, you know, it's like freaking Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, and like Margot Robbie, and all these people mm-hmm. just like totally in. You know, I love that like, movie. For some, see, movie like that, I can stay away for because it's like you don't see shit like that. Like when they when they went down to that um, when when Brad Pitt goes down to that uh, Spawn Ranch. Yeah. And you don't know what's going on, you know, yeah. but then it turns out 
that he's just there with these kids he's just there TV. like yeah you know like you don't see that and it's yep. like it, and kind of like grabs you and you know pulls yep. you in i love that yep. movie too i watch that yep. movie sometimes just in the background like you know if i'm doing work like oh yeah i look oh, yeah. up and leonardo dicaprio is just spoiler you know yep. over to the face Dude, I've I've seen Glorious Bastards that like a hundred times because of the background thing. I'm like, I just want to watch the opening scene because I love, I just love Dude. Christoph Waltz, and then I'll just watch the whole movie. So good, right? You know? He's so good in that. And the, um, excuse me, John, just let me get this. I just realized I dropped a cashew in the floor. Don't want my dog getting that. You're good, I don't man. Forget it. Here live on the Bobcast. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Um, so there, so the, I'd love that movie too so much, dude. And like, for like three days. Adam Sandler was um, the bear Jew. He was imagine Adam Sandler coming out of that cave with the bat over his arm. You know, I'm kind of in. I'm kind of yeah, okay dude. with it. Like there would be because have you ever seen like some of his dramatic stuff? Like he's awesome. You know, like oh dude, yeah. I, I haven't seen. I, I mean, um, Punch Drunk Love, and Uncut then I, I haven't seen Uncut Gems yet. Oh, Uncut Gems is like having a panic attack for two hours if you're into those types of things. That's but what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Intense. Do you ever gamble? No, so I used to gamble. So if if you're somebody out there who's a gambler, yeah, this movie's for you. No, because, I'm not. Yeah, it's like the how crazy like the the gambler's mind works, the addiction. It really does a, a good job of showing how this one uncut gem. It's yep. all the story about this one diamond that gets him into this predicament too, which is just the people who uh, the Safdie brothers. They're awesome directors, man. There's this movie called uh, Good Boy. Hmm. With the dude from Twilight, you know the guy that played. Uh, oh, what's his name? What's his name? Yeah, Twilight guy. Ray or uh, Robert Pattinson. Right, Ray. Glad one of us got it because that would have been an awkward pause. It's like I don't know, we're never gonna get it. He's yeah. the next Batman. I should have known that right off the bat. Yeah, he's the next Batman. Yeah, if that movie ever comes out. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, dude, it's been a, a great time uh, podcasting with you. I have to. Um, roll out and get my son um has it been an hour are you serious it's been an hour um i wish we could do more because it's fun talking with you it's uh yeah, man. same here i'm happy that your guest number 299 here on the bobcast 299 200s mm-hmm. um i'm excited for you too for this uh this live album should be cool man um hope you this live performance excuse me yeah, eventually man, it'll you, exist as the hope album you tune right? in hope you enjoy it and hope everybody else does and that's just a testament to the theater and into the band man i'm excited for it too so thanks for letting me uh talk about it no doubt. My name is B.O.B. and this has been another episode of Bobcast.